we spoke last time about the fact that we already had an experience here at Matantara of what Yeruchnius means. We understand that that Yisoyed is Ba'atzam a Me'ain of what the reward the Torah promises is. And therefore, we don't have to wait, so to speak, to be introduced to the concept of spiritual reward in Adam Abba. We've already had a taste of it over here. Not only Matantara, that was the extreme example, but every time that there's Nebuah, the Navi sounds to be giving a message, but the Navi is on a certain spiritual level, which Ba'atim is a realization of the spiritual reward that HaKadosh Baruch promises us, in as much as the Shaykh have in this world. And as we were discussing last time, therefore he says, when a person sees that the whole world, everyone else is living a natural life, bound by the laws of nature, but when you come to Yisrael, besides the fact that the Shekhinah is together with us, the, the, the extra, so to speak, uh, amount of produce that Eretz Yisrael produces, the rain will always fall, it's meant to never miss its a lot of time, which is not, not the natural way things work. A few of you will overcome a much greater enemy. All these things will bring to recognize the way that you're being treated is not the natural way. It's relying, it's based on how Kaddish Baruch wants to treat you. And therefore, that works two ways. On the one hand, when Klai Yisrael are, so to speak, deserving, then the way Hashem treats them is different to the rest of the world. It's so much more, much more bracha, and uh, they get so much more in the miraculous way. But the other way around as well. Kashetiru im tamru. If Klai Yisrael disobey Hashem, then they get tre- then they get punished much more than everybody else. Now, but serious, whether it's famine, vanegev, sickness, vachayera, vaolim kula b'shalvo. Klai Yisrael is suffering while the rest of the world is at peace. And if you see both ways, what's, so to speak, leading, directing Klai Yisrael is something greater than just the natural cause and effect that happens in the world. And we see it on both extremes. We see it on both extremes. And this is a famous Gemara. In Ksuvus, the Gemara says that Rabbi Yechonim ben Zakkai, after the Khurban, was uh, walking around the ruins of Yishalayim with his students. And he saw a young girl who was trying to remove barley seeds, so to speak, from the droppings of the donkeys. And uh, when she saw Rebbecha and Zakeh, she was embarrassed, she tried to hide her face. And Rebbecha and Zakeh recognized her. She was the daughter of Nakhdimim ben Gurion, who was one of the wealthiest men in Yerushalayim. And he said to his Talmidim, I was beside a condition for this young girl. And the Ksuvah was Elif Alof and Din Rezov. The Ksuvah was a million gold coins. And now she's reduced to the circumstances that she has to scavenge for food in such a menial fashion. And on that the Gemara says, Rabbi Yechanan said, Ashrechim Yisrael, that when you, when you have taiva, when Hashem is good to you, then ain't umma There's no one else who has the same good as you. And when you suffer, then no one else suffers as much. And the first will ask, uh, why do we say Ashrechim Yisrael on the second part? You can say, Ashrechim Yisrael, that when you have Tova, when you have plenty, when you have bracha, then it's more than anybody else has. But why is it Ashrechim Yisrael, that when you suffer, you suffer more than anyone else suffers? 
Like the process is in 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 Eicha. Habitzurim o yesh machiv k'machoivi. Is any pain like I've suffered? Why did I share him Yisrael? And this is the answer all the Rishonim give. The Gazari says here as well, and that is the fact that we punish in a supernatural fashion means Hakadosh Baruch is in charge then also. It means Hakadosh Baruch is so to speak overseeing the punishment also. Otherwise, naturally, it wouldn't happen. We don't find that that's a natural way that uh, people get treated. Or that the world ha- the world acts, and therefore we see Yad Hashem in both both extremes. We see Yad Hashem in both sides, and therefore the Kuzari is now going back to his first argument again. The Kuzari's argument was, why is Hashem talking about reward and punishment in this world? So now he's added another aspect to it. And first, let's just repeat. We've seen it over a number of days. So let's go back and repeat all the points the Kuzari made. The first point the Kuzari made was. That way you can see it's true. It's not something which is promised to you in the future which you don't know about. If the reward and punishment happens here, so then you you can see yourself that it's, it's uh, what the Torah says it happens, happens. It's not something which you have to believe in and on. She's going to come back to this point in a moment, but that's the first point that Guzari made. The second point he made is that the Torah does, like we saw in the Rambam, the Torah does talk about spiritual reward, but it uses the word that talks about spiritual reward. I'll walk in your midst, I'll send the Shechina to you, you'll be a Mamlechus Kalim, you'll be holy, whatever it's going to be. The Torah, and not only that, the Torah they already gave Klai Yisrael collectively somewhat of the experience of what it means to connect to a Ruchnis dimension. Whether it was through prophecy, whether it was Matan Torah, the Klai Yisrael were, had a connection to this. And therefore they, they had a feeling and they had already acquired, so to speak, some kind of knowledge of what it means, spiritual connection and therefore spiritual reward. Now the third point the Chazar is making is that the reason why the Torah talks about reward and punishment in the physical sense is because the reward and punishment in the physical sense, is similar to what the Ramban said, is a similar of the Hashkacha. That Kodesh Baruch was always watching us. And therefore, Klai Yisrael's destiny is never natural. If, if Hashem would not watch us and He'd leave us to natural circumstances, then our destiny would be natural like any other nation who, who no, it has its rises and its falls, but it's more or less in the realm of what is the norm in the world. Whereas when we see that Kaisal are rewarded and punished in a very different fashion to anyone else, then we see the Hashkach of the whole time watching Kaisal. So that's the third point of what the Torah is saying. Is that whatever happens to us, you'll see that it's not that you've been abandoned. On the contrary, you'll see that Akadish Baruch is directing it himself. And like we said before, this, this is, even though on the outside it doesn't seem like it, but really deep down that's a reason to say Ashrecha also. That's a reason to feel grateful. In other words, being abandoned is worse than being punished. And therefore we see that even when we do our various, Hashem doesn't abandon us. He punishes us and He shows He's punishing us by showing that the punishment's more severe than what would happen if it wasn't a specifically meant to be a punishment. But the fact that we're being punished is more, is still something more than if we just thought we would have been abandoned. Right. So that's the that's the three points the Kuzari makes. And then he comes back to explain the three points to Marshall. And he says that Marshall was there. Oh, it's a long Marshall. I'll just say outside first what the, what the Marshall is. He says you have a group of people and one of them makes a distant journey to a, a kingdom far away. He uses Hoidu, he uses India as his marshal. One of the people makes a distant trip to India. And 
he meets the emperor, the king of India, and for whatever reason, he finds favor in the eyes of this king who bestows on him wealth and honor and lots of uh, valuable gifts. And then when this person wants to come back to where his friends were, so he brings back with him the gifts which were given to him by the king of this faraway country. And not only that, but uh, the, the king who had befriended him sends with a legion of soldiers, so to speak, to help him and make, look after him on the way. And they come back with him to wherever the rest of the group was. And there they, they leave him. Now, how are the other, the, the, this, the rest of this group going to feel when they see what happened to their colleague? Naturally, they're going to feel, oh, this is what we're going to do as well. If it's a shaykh to go to this country, first you see a shaykh to get that he went there, and the shaykh to be befriended by the king and be given lavish such honor or wealth, whatever it is, right? then we want to try that, as, that route as well. And therefore he said, they did the same thing. The rest of the group, they went the same route. They're going to Lagil Eretzhoto to get to the faraway country of India. But there is Pnei Melech. And they want, to, they, he, they want to get to the king. And it's easier for them because the first of the group who went knows how to get there. So you can give them directions. And therefore he says that he'll tell them exactly how to get there. And therefore, they all know It'll be easy for them to get there. They already have somebody who can show them how to do it. Someone will tell them what to do when they get there. And therefore they have the aid of getting the same benefits and the same wealth that he got. Right. Why? And now, if you're going to ask, why should they do that? The answer is, they can see. They saw what happened to somebody who did do it. Someone was successful. And therefore they want the same thing. What's the, that's the marshal. What's the nimshal? And this is, explains what he always uses, why the, why the Kuzari always uses this as his example. And he says, he says, Vahanimshal. Yes, Vahaverim and B'nai Israel. The group of people was B'nai Israel. Vahayrecharishan, the person who went was Moshe Rabbeinu. He was the one who he didn't go to the faraway king, he went up to Shemaim. And he comes back with the author of the Maila of Nebuah, with the Torah with the, the radiance that Moshe had, with the level that he had. And now once Moshe has already, so to speak, paved the way, so then he can teach how to get to become a Novi. What's the Mahalach, how to get there? He brings back the Torah, which is the way to teach us. Whoever wants to try, follow the same route as anybody else became a Novi. They went the same route, they also connected to Ruchnius, and they came back also with the, with Nebuah. The fancy clothing, so to speak, the valuable clothes that in his marshal were given to the person who went to the faraway king. Is the R of the understanding which comes from receiving the V'ah. And only that, it was physically visible on his face. We know when Moshe came in Shemaim, his face shone. And the gifts which were given to him, which means the two luchas are says the debris later the Torah. And therefore, what does he want with this marshal? He says, let's just finish the rest of the story. And he'll, he's, therefore, the difference will be clear. He says, Other religions, they never saw somebody who actually did it. 
I never saw somebody who successfully, so to speak, got to that level and came back to show what he got from it. They just told them, accept the, the job, what the king wants from you. And after you die, then you'll get to you'll get to see him, you'll get to connect him. And if you don't do it in your lifetime, what the king wants, he'll distance you, he'll punish you. After you die. From all those people, no one ever came back to tell us what happened to him after he died. So there's no actual proof of somebody who actually did the mahalik and it worked. They can say, this is what you should do, and if you do this, we promise you whatever, but there's no, actually, there's no one who actually we can see did it, and therefore there's no guarantee that it works. And therefore, even the people who, did, who, do, who do follow what they're being told, says the Khuzari, Whoever is going to listen to the advice and do what they said, but it's not just a very strong resolve because I don't really see the, I don't really see the, that it's guaranteed it's going to bring results. And the difference is, back to Israel, we saw the results. Right, what we saw when what happens when Moshe Rabbeinu goes up to Shemayim, when he came back down from Shemayim, with we brought down the Nuchas. We saw the fact that Moshe's face shone. We saw the level that he reached, that he came back with the Torah. And therefore, he always uses Moshe as his marshal because that's what we saw. The person who actually traveled the distance and can come back and tell us this is what happens, right? So did Moshe leave instructions? I'm sorry. Did Moshe leave instructions? 100%. You have to sit there. We have this Torah, and the person who follows the Torah, this is where it's going to bring you to. And therefore, it's two, it's twofold. It's not just that there's the, the first point you spoke about. It's not just that there's a physical reward and punishment we spoke about. It's not just the fact that there's a spiritual reward we pro- which we promise in the future. But that's going back to the point you said before, and that is that Kaisal experience what it means that spiritual world here too, uh, here as well. And what's more important is we left with a, we left with a a path to follow, a way to get there, which was given to us by the people who went there. This is another point. It's a path which works. This is the point we've said before in a previous year, but it's a very important point to think about. And that is, think about it for a second, any other religion in the world was a one-man show. Completely. Whether it's Christianity, they had one individual who claimed that he was a prophet, and... He saw what he saw and he said what he said. That's it. When it comes to Islam, Muhammad again claims he's a, pro- a prophet. He saw what he saw, he said what he said, whether he did or he didn't. That's it. There was no follow-up. There was no follow-up and there couldn't be. Because they didn't. there's no mahalik, if you do this you'll get to the same level. And if that's the case, no one can corroborate what he said, no one can argue because there isn't anybody else. It's like, no one else knows. Right? If that's the case, you see that the system didn't go beyond the person who founded it. It wasn't a continuation of giving prophecy in Christianity or Islam or any other religion after its founder. Which means, besides the fact that that means the whole thing is khashat, because who's going to know if it's true or it's not true? But, and this is important what I'm just saying now, which means there's, there, there's no how to get to, to get to any spiritual level. They haven't left mahalik because you see, no one, no one could do it. In any other religion, there's no follow me path and you'll get to a level as well. 
It's not. It's, there's one prophet. That's all, and uh, which means no one else can achieve anything spiritual. You, even, you haven't given a framework for someone else to do the same thing, and in any other religion, no one else did. When we spoke about the Amunah before, we said the reason is Pashat, because if a person wants to make things up, so then, of course, no one has the same imagination, right? So he can make up what he likes, no one else can prove it or disprove it. But the important point in Kla Yisrael, and that is, Nevoah didn't end with Moshe. Nisim didn't end with Moshe. The Torah of Chsav didn't end with Moshe. Moshe was just the first. But, there was a long, long line of Nevim who came after him. Each one a Navi. Each one who also heard Rashem to say and came to give Israel the message. Each one who could do Nisim. But each one was an individual. Each one was an individual, and there were hundreds and thousands of those individuals. And for a thousand years approximately after Moshe, there was Novi after Novi after Novi. And each one could hear Rashem speak, and like I said, they could do miracles of a scope not less than Moshe's miracles. We spoke about Yeshua making the sun stand still. We talked about Elisha who built the Chesam Mesim. We talk about Leo and Novi, one after the next. Everyone could do this, and everyone could do Which means, before everything else, it wasn't Moshe's invention. Look how many people, long after he died, carried it on. But more than that, it means he left us a path how to get there. It wasn't a one-man thing that Moshe got to Shema and no one else can get there. Maybe Moshe was on a higher level. He got to a point that no one, other people couldn't reach. That could be. But the idea that it's a, it's a mahalach, which if you follow this mahalach, you'll get there too. Is a mahalach. It works. This is an important point. If you're going to tell somebody that if you do this, you're going to get spiritual rewards, I'll prove it to you. If you do it here, you'll get to a spiritual level. So then it's something attainable. It's something you can see that's possible to do. Okay, so then it makes sense. But if there's no way you can even see here that there's any, forget it, reward, any spiritual level that a person can see, it's like a tree. If I listen to this, I'll get something from it, then where's the guarantee? What's it doing for me? We talk about the big names of the Nevim. Those ones are famous. If you look through the, the Sifra Nevim, whether it's Sefer Shmuel or Sefer Melachim, right, you see there was a concept called B'nai HaNevim. And there were lots of them. B'nai HaNevim were the students of the Navi who were learning how to become Nevim. Which means, again, it wasn't a one-man show. It was a training process. Shmuel had his Talmudim. Elisha had his Talmudim. Elio had his Talmudim. Right? And he was training them how to become Nevi. Just like today, you have the Rosh Hashiva who trains Talmudim how to become Lamdanim or Talmudim, whatever it's going to be. So then also, there was a training how to become a Nevi. And, therefore, it's, the, the idea is, it's a Mahalik which you can also follow. And you'll get there too. But if you have a whole Chinuch system training people to become Nevi'im, obviously some of them became Nevi'im. You wouldn't build a system which doesn't work. Right? And we know, Chazal tell us, we've said this lots of times, that there were Nevim Kiflan Kiyeti Mitzrayim. That means 1.2 million Nevim lived in Klai Yisra. Over a space of a thousand years. That's 1,200 graduates every year. 1,200 new Nevim every year. So it's a Mahalik which is repeatable. Like you gave an example here. Someone goes over to a foreign country and he comes back and says, Listen, I'll tell you how to get there also. You can go get the same thing. So it's much more understandable that it's something you can do and achieve. And if someone tells you, yes, there is such a thing, but you have no way of getting there. You have no way of getting there, or at least not, we have no way of showing you how you can, you can connect to that now. And that's the second thing you said. That, uh, as always to say, I'll finish with this, that the Torah is, you know, the, it's, the proof of the Torah is Betzida. Because you see it, you develop from it. And that's, maybe we can't become the Veeam today. 
But the fact that by keeping the Torah, a person feels he connects more to a spiritual point in the Torah, it, it affects a person, it changes a person, it makes him greater than he was before. We'll, de- we'll develop this a little bit more later on in the Chizari, but that idea we have today as well. And therefore, that, that, that's the, the starting point. It's not just that there's an uh, is a reward in Olam Abba. Here already, a person can see that he's getting closer to it. If the fact that the Torah has in the person is it makes him more ruchni, it brings him to a higher level, then you can already see that the Torah is doing something. It's, it's not something external. It's something which happens automatically. That's what we're going to talk about today. Next year, we'll go back and we'll see how the Kuzari responds to these three points that the Chachim says.